changes happening right now that I'll kind of get into more as they come to fruition. But unfortunately, that means that the podcast has to take a spot on the back burner because there's just not enough time in the day to do it all. Um, But I'm excited to be back for a solo episode. Honestly, in time for a birthday episode, my birthday's this week. I'm turning 28. It's officially the late 20s. There's no denying it. So nothing special, but in honor of that, this episode, as you can tell by the title, is a little 20 things I learned by 28. And I thought this could be a cool way to kind of share some things I've experienced, things that have helped me tie things into topics we've talked about so far on the podcast, just a list of randomness from my brain over the past 28 years, I guess. So It won't be long and dragged out, I promise, Um, and a lot of these points kind of speak for themselves, so I'm just going to get right into it. Number one, (laughs) Um, anyone can start a podcast. That is definitely something that I've learned. I know this seems funny, but I promise you it's a lot easier than it looks. Um, So if you're listening and thinking like, oh, there's no way I could start a podcast, take this as your sign, you can. I didn't know anything about podcasting, started a podcast about how I don't know anything, and here we are 24 episodes later. So I'm kicking off this list with the simple fact that literally anyone can start a podcast. That's number one. Number two, not everyone is going to like you, and that's okay. I've talked about being a people pleaser on the podcast before, and as someone who kind of grew up just needing to be liked by everyone and kind of always conformed to what everyone did just to like fit in like most kids. It carried over to adult Denise who had a hard time coming to terms with the fact that not everyone is going to like her. But I know now that I also don't like everyone. (laughs) That's just life. So when I look at it that way, how can I expect to be liked by everyone? when I don't even like everyone. It's plain as simple as that. So that's like a little reframe that I've kind of been using. Number three, this is a big one for me, maybe the biggest one for as long as I can remember. Change is necessary, but it's also scary. Stepping out of your comfort zone is incredibly scary, but change is where the growth happens. And I've had a lot of change in terms of relationships and moving out and being on my own. But I have grown so much over the past year and so much of that would not have happened if I didn't make the changes that I did. On the flip side, looking forward, um, I have a lot more changes coming up that literally terrify me. But I'd be lying if I said that it didn't fill me with... While it fills me up with insane anxiety and doubt and fear... I also know it's only going to make me a better version of myself, as corny as that sounds. And if you don't change, you don't grow. It's as simple as that. And that's something that I've definitely learned. That has been a very hard pill to swallow. But I think now that I've come to terms with it, change seems a lot more manageable kind of like to my brain. Number four, 
How someone treats you says a lot more about them than it does about you. You will waste so much of your life and miss out on so many opportunities potentially if you're always concerned with how someone spoke to you or how someone treated you or how someone reacted to you in a certain situation. People project their feelings, whether about themselves or something that's happened to them. This is something that I've learned, you know, through therapy and talking through my friends and things like that. They People project things onto others in order to fill a void or protect themselves in some way. And it's human nature. I think everyone is guilty of it. And it's human nature, I think, to take things personally. But if you just remind yourself that what someone says or does to you is more a reflection of them than it is of you, I found that it can bring you a lot of peace. Stop internalizing things that other people do. Take a step back, look at it from an outside perspective. If you can, I know it's easier said than done. And when you're in the moment, this is something that's really difficult. But if you can, take a step, take a step back and realize that what people do is a lot of the time are more so a reflection of them and how they're feeling about themselves rather than you and how they feel about you. Number five, this is something that I've learned in the past year <laughs> since moving out. The only kitchen appliance you really need to cook food is an air fryer. And hear me out. When I moved into my apartment last year, I got an air fryer and I have used it every day since. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, it's really all you need. I can use an oven and a microwave and a stove and I can make things, but I will die on this hill. It makes me seem like I kind of know what I'm doing in the kitchen. I kind of play this game like, can I air fry it with whatever I'm looking to eat? (laughs) And most of the time you can, I'd say about 90% of the time. So if you are a apartment renter or homeowner or you live in a house where there's a kitchen, get an air fryer and then use it and report back and tell me how much you love it because you will love it. (laughs) Number six, you have to meet people where they are. Just because you would bend over backwards for someone doesn't mean that it's going to be reciprocated. You need to be cautious with your time for those who might always might not always be there for you like you are for them, but you also on the flip side need to show up for people who show up for you. Invest in the relationships that are reciprocal, and I'm not saying that I think you should end relationships because maybe, you know, you're giving more than the other side, but you can definitely adjust how you act towards them or how much time you invest based on what you're getting in return. Number 7. Life isn't fair. I'm going to say that again. Life isn't fair. It's a little harsh, but it's a fact. And I think it needs to be talked about. There's always going to be someone who was dealt a better hand than you. But there are also people who have it way worse than you. Okay? You can waste your time wanting the life of the quote-unquote lucky, or you can be grateful that someone else dreams of the things that you have. Either way, the playing field is never going to be even as much as we try to make it even or as much as we wish it was, but your perspective on things will make all the difference. Number eight, holding grudges is a waste of time. 
I've learned that you have the power over what you do and don't let bother you. Grudges are a breeding ground for negative behaviors and it's just not worth it. If you hold a grudge, you are constantly reacting out of a place of either sadness or anger or just negative feelings towards someone or something. And while you may be a happy person, if you're internally holding onto this grudge for whatever reason, you are going to react from that negative place. So find ways to move on, move forward, address the issue, and just keep going because it does not make sense to hold on to grudges because a lot of times you can't change whatever has happened or whatever's been said or whatever the situation was. So don't hold on to it. If it can't be changed, don't hold on to it. Learn from it, take it in, and move forward. Number nine, running a half marathon will ruin your legs for life. (laughs) I, I learned this through experience, and while I don't regret the training and like completing the half because it was pretty cool. I don't really love the long-term effects it's had on my legs and the fact that my knees creak every time I stand up and that my hips constantly feel like they're out of place and I feel like I'm turning 78 and not 28. And, you know, I think about things like knee braces and orthotics for my shoes. I mean, I'm sure that there's plenty of people that can relate. Um, It's just the harsh reality of, you know, 28 is not old by any means, and I know that, but it starts to uh, take its toll on the body, Um, and I really noticed this after I ran the half marathon a few years ago, so I thought I'd throw that in there because it is something that I've learned. Number 10, double digits. We're halfway through. Being nice will get you farther than being right. No one likes a know-it-all, plain and simple. No one likes someone who thinks that they know everything or knows more than everyone else. Also, when the time comes when maybe you need something from someone, they might be more inclined to return the favor if you were a kind human instead of an asshole who was trying to prove a point. It's not hard. If you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it. It's like the oldest thing in the book. They teach you this in kindergarten. Either be nice or don't say anything. It's as simple as that. Because at the end of the day, the nice guy's going to win. Just from my experience. Before I get into the second half of my list, I want to share with you this week's sponsor of the podcast, Ana Luisa Jewelry. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A Jewelry. And you can get 10% off your next order by going to shop.analuisa.com slash no one knows. Ana Luisa crafts high-quality jewelry pieces at very affordable prices, starting at just $39. I recently have been trying to kind of revamp my jewelry collection, and I love that they have so many pieces from rings to necklaces to earrings that are affordable so I can stock up for any occasion. They're also carbon neutral from their packaging to their products, so not only can you find great pieces, but you can feel good about it, which is really important to me. These pieces make the perfect gift. I can't wait to give my mom some pieces for Mother's Day this weekend, so... If you're in a pinch still looking for a gift for your mom or anybody in your life, Ana Luisa has you covered. Again, go to shop.analuisa.com slash no one knows or use promo code no one knows at checkout for 10% off your next order. 
link can be found in the description of this episode and I'm also going to post it on Instagram. Again, that's shop.analuisa.com slash no one knows for 10% off your next order or use code no one knows N-O-O-N-E-K-N-O-W-S at checkout. Number 11, don't apologize for what you like. Like I said, I spent a lot of my life trying to fit in, as I think most people do as they're getting older, especially through middle school and high school. It was only until the last couple of years that I realized that the people I want to quote unquote fit in with don't give a shit what I like or what I do. They only care about whether or not I'm happy and they accept me for whoever I am and whatever I like because, spoiler alert, they probably like the same things. Those are your people. Hold them close. You will not have to apologize for what you like if you are around your people. So find your people and be yourself and you'll be a much happier person than trying to fit in with the norm or the cool kids or whatever the trend is this day. Number 12. This is a big one. Kind of the whole damn premise of this podcast. There is no such thing as timelines. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I will say it until, you know, this podcast has run its course and I'll still continue to say it after that. Do what you want, when you want to do it, and when it makes sense for you. Timelines are pressures that society puts on us only if we choose to. Only if we choose to accept those timelines and accept the pressures that society has and, you know, take in what we see on social media and put ourselves on these timelines. You are in control of that. That's one of the few things in this life that you are in control of, how you look at other people and then internalize that for yourself. How you look at what other people have and determine whether or not you are, you know, quote unquote, falling behind. That's up to you. You can choose to believe that. I hope you don't. Or you can choose to be happy for that person and continue on with your life and how you're doing it. That's it. 13. You cannot control everything. That's just a fact. This is something that has taken me a very long time to learn. I am a control freak. I am type A. This is very this has been a very hard pill to swallow. And I've learned that if I'm constantly trying to be in control of things, I'm adding unnecessary stress to my life. There are so many things that I am not in control of that happen every day that I'm not even aware of. And guess what? The world keeps spinning. My life keeps going. Everything is okay. So if there are millions of things happening in this world each day that I am not in control of, why am I stressing about things? Right? Why am I choosing to stress over, you know, certain things that I know I can't control? It doesn't make sense. You I I've been wasting I've wasted a lot of time trying to control situations and it's obviously easier said than done. I'm not saying that, you know, I just don't I'm just like, oh, what is it? laissez fair and I just you know, don't care about anything anymore and I let the universe run its course, but it it makes no sense to stress over things that you can't control. Number 14. 
save clothes that you think you're never going to wear again. If I've learned anything in terms of like fashion, which I really know very little about, it's that everything will come back in style. Like I am kicking 12-year-old Denise for throwing out her chunky black Steve Madden sandals that are back in style because now they cost like triple what they used to and it kills me. I can literally remember like the closet clean out I was doing in middle school when they got put in the in the trash can. I remember it. And if you told me that like Abercrombie would make this comeback and rebrand that it did, I would have laughed in your face. Just saying. So I'm not saying save everything, but like maybe a piece you think, oh, I'm never going to wear this again. Maybe hold on to it for a few years because you're going to regret it otherwise. (laughs) At least that's, you know, that's the experience that I've had. 15. Some people are not meant to be in your life forever. And I talked about this a little bit on my episode with Lindsay when we talked about evolving relationships and friendships. This goes for friends, relationships, even family in some cases. If someone isn't adding anything to your life, then maybe they aren't meant to be around forever. And that doesn't make you or them a bad person. It really doesn't. And kind of a caveat to this, just because you've known someone longer does not mean that you are like closer to them than someone you met six months ago. Again, these timelines mean nothing. So, so many of the closest people in my life I have met in the past like five years. And I value those relationships just as much as my close friends from my childhood. They're different relationships, sure, but I feel just as close to these people as I do my childhood friends. So how long you've known someone does not equate to the quality of that person or the quality of the relationship that you have with them. Number 16, finding a hobby is hard, especially as an adult. When you're a kid, I feel like, you know, you're in sports, you're in activities, you're in dance, whatever it may be, you're, you know, you're put in these things to do after school or on weekends. But this is like when someone asks you, like, what do you do for fun? And it's like, well, I um, like to hang out with my friends and relax, which like, yeah, but it's such a vanilla answer. But I feel like for so long, that's all I could come up with. And I know a lot of people kind of feel the same way. Honestly, the podcast has become more of a hobby for me and I still have things like hang out with friends and work out and relax like as hobbies but this is something that makes me happy and that I can fill my time with but like look it took till 28 to kind of expand that portfolio and I'm sure what I like to do with my time will change as I get older but I think it's really important to find something that makes you happy and occupies your time outside of Netflix and napping even though those are great find something else put yourself out there no one likes Not no one likes the person, but it it makes you more interesting as a person if you have something that you're passionate about or that you like doing that like brings you happiness outside of work and relaxing and hanging out with your friends. Which leads me to number 17. There is life outside of work. Don't let your work become your life. This is something that I was guilty of the first few months I started working. I thought that in order to be the best speech therapist I could be, I had to take work home and do work on weekends and basically nonstop think about work. And I quickly realized that that was not the case (laughs) and that my time outside of work is just as important, if not more important, than the time that I spend at work. Sure, I love what I do, but 
being a speech therapist is just part of who I am. It is not my whole identity. People, I think especially in their 20s, when you're coming out of college and you know you're just getting started, feel like we have to dedicate our lives to work. And this like hustle culture that is a thing now is like pretty toxic. And people think that in order to be successful long term, you need to dedicate your lives to work. And while, yeah, you need to work hard, you also have to remember that work is a piece of you, not the whole you. Don't lose who you are as a human just because you are working hard at work. Number 18, keep in touch with your people. I'm going to say that again. Keep in touch with your people. This is something that my friends and I talk about a lot. Um, This is one that's very important to me, probably one of the most important ones. Most of my closest friends are long distance or I don't see them regularly. Long distance friendships are hard, but what I've learned is that if you keep in touch, whether it's a FaceTime or a call or a text, every now and then, you will coordinate and be in the same city or the same place and you'll fall right back where you left off last time like nothing has changed and that is the best feeling in the world. Just reconnecting with your people. There's nothing worse than lost relationships because you were too lazy to call or check in. So if you've been thinking about that one person who you're like, I wonder how they're doing, reach out. You will never regret reaching out. You will only regret not reaching out. Number 19, told you I was going to keep this quick. This was like a quick hit list. It's okay to say no. One of my favorite quotes that I know I've shared here before and I've shared on the Instagram, you are not required to set yourself on fire to keep others warm. Saying no prevents burnout, which I've experienced many times. I've talked about many times, especially over the past few years, and probably 90% of it could have been avoided if I just stopped being a people pleaser and said no. That's it. It's very easy. Just say no. And once you do it the first, second time, third time, you realize that these catastrophic events that we tell ourselves are going to happen, if we say no, they don't occur. They don't happen. So protect yourself. And if you have the opportunity to say no to something, it's okay. You can say no. I'm giving you permission right here on the podcast. Number 20 probably see this from a mile away. The, the, probably the most important thing that I've learned is that comparison is the thief of joy. It goes without saying. It's literally what I've lived by the past few years. It's why I've started this podcast. If you are constantly looking at other people and wanting what they have, you're going to miss out on everything you have at that moment. Sure, people are going to be experiencing things that you one day want to experience, but that doesn't mean that you are any less than they are or like wrong in any way because your imaginary timeline doesn't match theirs. So much of what we think we want is from comparing ourselves to others, especially on social media, when, like I've said before, like that is the highlight reel. I can't say it enough. It's something that I need to remind myself of frequently. I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm not acting like, you know, I see these things and I don't wish like, oh, I wish I looked like that, or oh, I wish I had this or that. That I'm human, you know? But another way to reframe your mindset, which has helped me, is like when you fall into this comparison trap, think that there are probably plenty of people out there who want what you have just like you want what others have. Everything's relative. So why waste your time wishing you had someone else's life? 
you're going to miss out on what you have in the moment. So that's my little list. I know I kind of like went through it quick. I didn't want this to be like a long dragged out thing, but I know there's so much more that I've learned about, but these were just some recurring themes and topics I've addressed before that I kind of wanted to compile into an episode for you. Maybe you can relate to them, maybe just one, but either way, I figured it was just another way to share someone's experiences and drive home the fact that like, yeah, I've learned a lot and like this late 20s time period is kind of reflective for a lot of people. I know it has been for me. And while I feel like I've been able to become very self-aware and reflect on things, I still very much don't know what's going on or what I'm doing day to day. So maybe, you know, if you're feeling like not a little lost, but maybe a little lost, maybe a little confused, maybe a little like, uh, I really don't know what I'm doing. Make a list of 20 things that you've learned. Make a li- They can be ridiculous. I mean, I talked about air fryers, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, And the fact that my knees feel like an 80-year-old. Um, but make a list of 20 things that you've learned and you'll realize that like you know a lot more than you think you do um, and that you've experienced a lot and you know, you're not as quote unquote like behind or whatever as you think you are. So I hope you like this episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at no one knows underscore pod. Um, I know I've been a little hiatus. We've been a little sporadic with the episodes. Um, I promise I'm going to try to be better. Thank you for bearing with me. Um, Again, you can follow me at no one knows underscore pod. Listen on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Rate me five stars. Leave me a comment. It really helps me out. And I will talk to you again next week.